Hello, friends, brothers and sisters, children of God. Welcome back to Jack the Bridge. Well, it's been a while since we've sat together, and I have been deliberating on what I would continue on or pick up when I did indeed on a rainy afternoon it turns out put together a brief but very impactful um, composition I think this is a revisit to uh, of the red network a who's who and handbook of radicalism for patriots published in 1934 by Elizabeth Dilling or Mrs. Albert W. Dilling. This was published by the author and I have taken a photo or a a picture with my phone of the cover page of this book and you'll see the yellowed paper if you're able to see this image. And what's uh, one interesting detail is this uh, is published by the author. And that was from two locations. 
One was on Essex Road, Kenilworth, Illinois, and the other was on West Jackson's Jackson Boulevard in Chicago. Um, this book, uh, and I did do two other podcasts about it, one that I ended up keeping, which was called The Red Network 2, and that was back in January. Um, this what i've what I've discerned with this book because I attempted to uh encapsulate so much of the book uh this is really this who's who is a doxing slash description um of not only individuals and some of ho- some of whom became famous and names that we know in in our time. Um, but also organizations, some of which still exist that we know of. Uh, this book is really dedicated to patriots and um, truly is an investigation and really a reference for individuals and organizations, bureaucrats, politicians, clergymen, many, many different individuals who were in some way or another and very completely so influenced by the Red Network, then based principally out of communist Russia, um, I'm going to read just a five-page, roughly, excerpt from the second section of the Red Network. And the reason that I'm reading this is because, we, and, and first of all, just pay attention if you, if you, to some of the details just in the descriptions or references made, most of this this small uh, portion of this chapter truly reads like a scripture reading slash sermon, and it very eloquently captures what many of us um, who have a biblical worldview. And are, are really in a family, uh, of understanding where the truth lies. Um, th- this will seem extremely relevant, even in today's times. And my guess is that most or all of the quotes that I'm going to, that are, that I will just, um, read to you are from the King James Bible and this this few pages are interspersed with a couple of references to contemporary individuals and to issues such as Marxism and the battle the truly spiritual battle that has been going on for so much more time than I honestly uh, contemplated. Uh, 
until recently. Uh, this book was a possession of my maternal grandfather. And funny enough, my, 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 my paternal, my, my father's stepfather was actually a minister. Uh, whereas my mother's father was a, was a journalist and a writer. Uh, so very interesting. And these, these men that I'm describing, they were born in, uh, one was born in 1899, the other in 1904. Uh, so this is a truly contemporarily, uh, contemporary reading for them as, as young adults who were, Really facing the imminence of, uh, well, a second world war on the way. So, without further ado, let's take a walk, shall we? Let's look over there. Let's take it. Let's take it to the bridge. One, so-called pacifism. Is it Christian or red? Two, Corinthians 7.14. Be ye not equally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Matthew twelve twenty nine. How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods unless he first bind the strong man? And then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. The sincere Christian pacifist determined, in spite of biblical prophecy, to immediately invoke Christ's final reign of, as Prince of Peace on earth by disarmament, buries his head in the sand like an ostrich, blindly ignoring the fact that those most dominant in influencing, financing, boring from within, if not actually controlling the great majority of pacifist societies, are socialists and communists who appear in the clothing of sheep, crying, peace, peace, when there is no peace while they themselves, like ravening wolves, are agitating class struggle, class war, civil wars, and bloody revolution. Beware of false prophets, said Jesus Christ, Matthew 7.15, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits." Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Or peace of civil war or godliness of atheistic socialism? Communism, one might add. 
Jesus Christ, who so militantly fought sin and so tenderly sought to save sinners from the inescapable penalties of their sins, taught that wars and rumors of wars would continue. For these things must first come to pass, and nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. St. Luke 21.10 Until a final era of great tribulation and warfare against Christianity, such as communism is preparing, would culminate in a mighty conflict ushering in his second coming and real reign as Prince of Peace. Throughout the scriptures, it is foretold that one of the signs preceding that era would be the return of the Jews scattered over the earth to Palestine, their homeland. The great conflict, as visioned by St. John, Revelation chapter 17, 18, will take place on the plains of Armageddon in Palestine between lovers of God and ten blasphemous kingdoms in power, but a short time under the control of that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth called the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. A description, perhaps, of Moscow and its blasphemous anti-God, anti-moral hordes now plotting to control all governments. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful for her sins. The cities have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities. In regard to this final conflict, Jesus said, St. Luke twenty-one twenty. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies... Then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Verse 22, For these be the days of vengeance, that all things that are written be fulfilled. St. Luke 21, 12. But before all these, they shall lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers, for my name's sake, Christians are now persecuted by the Russian government and similar persecutions are underway in Mexico and Spain. 300 churches were closed in Mexico in August 1933. St. Paul, Timothy 3, 1-7 says, 1- this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Two, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Three, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Four, Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Five, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. 
from such turn away. 6. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lusts. 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. One is forced to think in this connection of those present-day Moscow-loving intellectual ministers who rewrite the Bible and teach it in modernist style as to leave faith in little besides its covers, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, of those ever-learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, who follow like a will-of-the-wisp every conflicting theory so uncertain, so wobbly in their own faith that they willingly yoke their Christian faith equally together with the agnostic, the depraved Hindu, and similar cults in a fellowship of faiths which applauded William M. Brown unfrocked bishop when he said, we must banish capitalism from the earth and gods from the skies, of Russia falsely boasting of its new social order, communism, socialism, which teaches in Russia and abroad, subsidized by the Soviet government, atheism and blasphemy, disobedience to parents, Children of parents disenfranchised because of being Christians are urged to publicly disown their parents in Russia. Want of natural affection on the part of parents who are urged to put their children into state orphanages for mass education. Because of the lack of such orphanages, thousands are deserted. Truce-breaking Moscow makes non-aggression pacts with nations within which she is maintaining Moscow-directed schools, training agitators to stir up bloody revolution and civil war. Incontinence or free love taught by Marxian socialists, communists, as freedom and bourgeois sentimentality and from the capitalistic private ownership of one man and one woman for each other and propagandized everywhere by such sympathizers with the Red Movement as Communist Dreiser, Bertrand Russell, Bernard Shaw, Havelock Ellis, Judge Ben Lindsay, aided by the Garland Fund, Freud, etc., etc., by sex publishers such as the Eugenics Publishing Company, by some radical and numerous commercially greedy motion picture producers whose pictures glorifying prostitution and vice inspire people to be led away from divers with divers' lusts, and so on. That's the pacifist fellowship of reconciliation deliberately uses the name of Christ to propagandize communistic theories among Christians is shown in its release to members advising. Position A, keep central and typical the reference to Jesus. Brief 
A, to omit all reference to Jesus from our public statement of purpose or to make our reference to him incidental so that it might be inferred that the fellowship began with central emphasis on the way of Jesus, but has now substituted a wider basis. Our positions both subject to the following objections. The fellowship would have less chance to influence churches and the Christian student movement and to secure their cooperation in spreading radical Christian views on war economics and race issues. Many members might feel compelled to start a new organization to regain the advantages of original unequivocal basis of the fellowship for demonstrating left-wing Christianity. 3. Much practical work of the fellowship would be jeopardized. Hitherto, our leadership and support have come mainly from Christian sources. These sources especially have made possible the extension of our work in Europe, Central America, and the southern United States. If the leadership and support of them is seriously diminished, what evidence is there that other pacifist groups can take over this work and carry it on? But stating our objective in terms of his type of love has, in addition to the advantages implied above such reasons, as the following. 1. The unique fitness of Jesus of Galilee to be a worldwide symbol of pacifism. The utter conflict between his way in the way of military preparedness and war, etc., etc., But Jesus Christ was not a left-wing proponent of radical views on war, economics, and race issues. While teaching love and pity in the heart for enemy or sinner, he said, St. Luke 11, 21-23, When a man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth the spoils. He that is not with me scattereth against me. In Luke twenty-two, thirty-five, he said, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked ye anything when they and they said nothing verse 36 then said he unto them but now he hath a purse but let him take it and buy one verse 38 and they said lord behold here are two swords and he said unto them it is enough he also said Matthew 10, 34 through 37, 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. 35. For 
I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. 37. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Nor was he pacifistic in his denunciations of sin and hypocrisy. For when they came to Jerusalem, Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves. St. Mark eleven fifteen through 17 I think of that when I see communist posters on the bulletin boards of Christian churches. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is within the individual heart. He rebuked the idea of making his kingdom a political system over this world until after the final culmination of evil in the great Armageddon conflict and the defeat of that mystery of iniquity which works to keep this world in strife Ephesians 6:12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places During his fast Matthew 4 he was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things I will give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. Then sayest Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Today, some Christians are not turning a deaf ear to this bid for temporal power made by the satanic marks. They came asking him whether they should revolt against Caesar's government by refusing tribute, and said, Matthew... 22, 17 through 21. Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny, and he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? They said unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he 
unto them. Render therefore unto Caesar the thing which be Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. None of Christ's disciples taught a political revolution, either in the name of Christ or of social justice. But the traitorous or misguided Christians of today are doing so in teaching the social gospel of social communist revolution for the sake of the political social new social order of atheist Karl Marx in warning against the false prophets that shall deceive the very elect, Christ said, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered. So Christian pacifists today, dead to the realization that they are cooperating with Jesus Christ crucifiers when they cooperate with the Marxians for the pacifism of civil war, merely serve as the carcasses for these revolutionary eagles to feed upon. How earnestly Christ asked his disciples three times in the Garden of Gethsemane to watch him and to pray lest they fall into temptation. But three times he came to find them sleeping. The last time, sadly, he said, Matthew twenty six forty five. Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Then Judas approached with those who were to crucify him and betrayed Christ to kiss to them with a kiss. So again today, with the kiss of supposed friendship for the Christ of Judas Christian worker for atheist socialism, communism, betrays the Lord within his own sanctuary to the socialist communists who wait only for the power to destroy the Christian faith. It is as unsuitable to yoke Christianity to socialism as it is to yoke Christianity to atheism or to yoke Christ's teaching to the indissolubility of marriage and the family unit to the Marxian teaching of free love. The class struggle and class war of Karl Marx have nothing in common with Love your neighbor as yourself and frequent admonitions against coveting anything that is his. Karl Marx very correctly stated in respect to the success of his own teachings that the Christian religion is the opium of the people. It deadens people to the call of the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth to follow the Marxian way of hate and lust and class war. Instead, the teaching of the light of the world offers them the way, the truth, and the life everlasting. Christians should read the parable of the talents on the unworthiness of doing nothing and be sure that they are aligned on God's side in this conflict to fight the good fight against Satan's whited sepulchers and red pacifists. Well, friends, that is going to conclude the reading for today, 
as I mentioned, this book is packed. Um, there are so many facets to it. Um, in fact, in the paragraph just before uh, that excerpt that I read begins is an entire discussion of um, Russian slash Ukrainian civilian influence in Chicago and other metropolitan areas of the United States and organizations um, and marches and, and violence. Um, so that actually is, uh, is surprisingly not the most impassioned political writing uh, in this book. However, the content is fantastic and a biblical reference. Anyway, wherever you find yourself today, whatever you find yourself doing, know always that Jesus Christ loves you. And I do too. So, just with me, would you bow your head? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Have a great day. Godspeed. Stay the course. Bye. River, river, run free, run down on me. A mighty river, river, run free, right down on me. I was walking on down that lonesome road, just moving on down. And I was saying to myself, boy, where are you running to? For the last time I looked around, for it had come to me. The answer is not just blowing in the wind, it's in the roots of the trees. The lessons are there, the one to see. You don't have to bang your head anymore Just watch that river flow on by and by River, river, run free Run down on me Mighty river, river, run free Right down on me
Just watch that river flow on by and by. 